0: It's time to get down to business on a Wednesday hump day hottest show in the streets. Number one form of Crimson Tide football news, notes and information. This right here in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama magazine got a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into, get into. So excited to have each and every last one of you tuning in on today as we bring this to you from Tuscaloosa, streaming this through YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, give a thumbs up, a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so that you can have the best in news, news notes, analysis, and updates on your Crimson Tide. Speaking of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, you can purchase individual copies of the magazine, have those sent to your door. The link will be found in the description. So you can purchase individual copies the magazine those will be sent to your door link will be found in the description but we start the show off by honoring paying tribute recognizing as i should say the better man of the room the man the myth the bona fide legend in the production studio john ivory happy wednesday
1: to your brother happy wednesday happy wednesday to the chat hey everyone share the show we got a great show for y'all and light the chat up get the conversation going and we got a great show today
0: Y'all heard Mr. Ivory there, and we want you being a part of the conversation. Now, you can do this by calling 205-448-1358, the number once again, 205-448-1358, and one more time, 205-448-1358. want to hear from you, the smartest, the most passionate fan base in college football that being... You, the Alabama Crimson Tide fans, is going to be excited to get a chance to talk with my man, Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, in a little while here. Alabama continuing to skyrocket on this 2021 recruiting trail. But we start things off here with the big update. How about Derek King Henry got paid? The young, you know, running back, former Alabama running back, 2015 Heisman Trophy winner got paid. It took some patience on behalf of the Tennessee Titans, but they got the multi-year deal done for one Derrick Henry. It was first it was first reported by Jay Glazer of, of uh, NFL on Fox, and then behind him, Adam Schefter of ESPN breaking down the details. Henry getting that four-year extension worth $50 million, 25 and a half, Million dollars guarantee. So the Titans understanding how, you know, this was the guy that got the franchise to the AFC Championship game. And despite coming up short and not being able to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs, Derrick Henry made the Titans exciting. I mean, he was a young man that. the league in rushing, was the league's rushing champion. 1,540 yards, 16 touchdowns on 303 carries. We're talking about eight 100-yard rushing games for 2019. He proved that he meant business. And the 6'3", 247-pound bruiser, got his money, got the new deal. Four-year extension worth 50 million buckaroos. So big ups there to one Derrick Henry. But beginning to now... Topic number one here, folks, of the conversation, and that being the Crimson Tide, starting the phase one of the six-week preseason practice plan that was created, crafted by the NCAA Football Oversight Committee and approved by the NCAA uh, Division I Council. So it's the six-week preseason practice plan. So uh, the Tide was supposed to start this on Monday the 13th, but, but it didn't get started until Yesterday, that being Tuesday, but you now what this means, what phase one means is according to the model, this goes from July 13th, which was Monday to July 23rd. This starts the mandatory workout. So now the tide goes from the in-person voluntary workouts to now they're mandatory. You meet with. Your respective strength and uh, conditioning coaches for up to eight hours per week for strength for uh target strength training, target conditioning training, speed training, injury prevention things. Just getting yourself in the right mindset and the right mode uh, for football, and uh, just to me. I would feel like with David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray, both guys very keen on social distancing, what they would be doing right now is you would probably have maybe the first group, the first positional unit, whether that be offensive linemen, defensive linemen, what have you. They, They would probably send a text message out to the first positional unit, get those guys in early. They would work out for them one to two hours or how long the time increments would be and after the first group works out they would get that group out of there sanitize everything clean everything get things ready to go and then text the second wave of positional unit players get those guys in there work them out so on and so forth so They would be practicing social distancing, but getting each positional unit in there, getting them worked out in terms of the the weight training, the conditioning, the speed, the flexibility, and some injury prevention things. And along with that, this is a huge opportunity for one Nick Saban. Keep in mind, Coach Saban, he, he pushed for this hard. When spring ball got canceled, back in March when the coronavirus the global pandemic really hit in terms of the realm of athletics and people were sent home programs were sent home schools were sent home uh, sports were collegiate sports were canceled you had you know coach Saban really pushed for a summer program a four week summer program a time to where he and his staff could have a moment to catch these young athletes up to speed especially the incoming freshmen but also have a moment to where they could teach the experienced guys, catch them up to speed, have things that you know they could do on the field and in the training room and, and things of that nature and wow, you know, the Zoom calls are a good thing. The Zoom calls have been nice. You know, the man, the, the in-person workouts, voluntary workouts have been nice, but there's nothing like having those mandatory meetings where you get a chance to sit down one-on-one with your guys, one-on-one with your players, one-on-one with your personnel groups and be able to teach guys, show guys, instruct guys, be around your players. And just going back to spring, spring ball, as we all know, was highly important. This was 15 practices, including the A-Day game. This was 30-plus team meetings. This was 40-plus, you know, workouts. A A lot took place in spring. This was your opportunity to, for a lot of the young guys, show the coaches, show the teammates around them, show the fans. I'm the real deal. I get a pop in. You know, I can catch the big-time passes. I can be, a you know, an elusive quarterback in terms of Bryce Young. You know, I can be big-time in terms of the defensive guys that came in, the running backs that came in, Roydell Williams, Kyle Edwards, Jace McClellan, their opportunity to show fans their burst, their speed, their power, their instincts in between the tackles and bouncing plays to the outside. So spring ball meant something. Spring ball was going to be, you know, huge in getting guys acclimated. And then you would have that time to go home for summer, for, for the summer, spend some time with family and friends. And then it'll come back on campus for seven on seven things, 11 on 11 things, defense versus offense type drills before diving into to fall camp. So without having spring... Uh, Coach Saban in Alabama it needed an opportunity to train some players to to train some guys to teach the system to you know go through uh, a sense of um, getting guys prepared especially for the ones that are going to be on the field that are going to play and this is what we saw Know Coach Save and take part in a lot of either radio interviews or TV interviews, you know, talking to different people of national media, discussing how, you know, college football, we need a summer program. Whether it's four weeks, whether it's six weeks, really doesn't matter. We need this opportunity to be with our players, be with our guys, catch them up to speed, teach them some things so that we can be in the best possible situation, right? To compete not only for the SEC championship, but also the college football playoff and try to go after uh, for Nick Saban, that seventh national championship in his history. And for the Alabama Crimson Tide, it's 18th in its illustrious school history. So phase one literally starts putting guys back into the mind of football. I mean, once again, you would have up to eight hours per week of weight training, of conditioning, and a film study. Now the thing about the film study is you can only you can have only up to two hours per week of the film study, but they have it built in there. So what the film study is as Coach Saban would have his staff and the players, they would do this via the Zoom calls, the Zoom meetings. Uh, Saban would have maybe a new formation on the board, offensively or defensively. Defensively, let's say he had a new play in nickel on the board. Let's say Saban was drawing up something in nickel 4-2-5 or nickel three three five, and he brought up another. He brought up a, a, a formation on the board, and he wants to insert a new play. Or he puts a formation on the board and there's a certain player that has to do something in the formation. And Coach Saban is trying to instruct, okay, this is what you do. Whether it's you you know, attacking this gap right here. Or it's you getting out the running back here. Or it's you going curl to flats here. Whatever the case may be, right? He would be teaching, explaining, breaking down that particular play. That particular formation. That particular uh, system for you know, those players. So that would be, you know, in the um, in the Zoom calls there. So that would be, you know, phase one. And uh, when the, the players are away from the coaches during phase one, then this is where you may see some players, you know, come together. They may do seven-on-seven seven things. They may do 11-on-11 11 11 things, just throwing the ball around to, little you know, quarterbacks to receivers, quarterbacks to running backs. But the actual phase where you get the coaches on the field, you know, with the football, with no helmets, but coaches on the field, you know, going through offense versus defense type things, that would be in Phase 2, which begins from July 24th through August the 6th. So, you know, assuming that we have the college football season and it starts on time, that would be the week of September 5th, that Saturday, this kicks off, you know, Phase 1 you know, of, of the practice plan, which is... The mandatory workouts—you're required now, you know, up to eight hours per week to have have weight training. You're required now, up to eight hours a week to have conditioning. You're required up to eight hours a week to have uh, speed training, to have injury prevention, and you can have film study in there, but the film study cannot be any more than you no know, two hours. So so, so, so this is cool. I mean, this this honestly, this honestly kind of puts Coach Saban, um. I guess, a tip of mid-season form, if I can say that this way. Because this entire off-season, he's been with his family. He's been uh, being around with his grandchildren, being around, of course, his wife, Miss Terry. So this becomes his chance to get back in the mindset, okay, now I'm a football coach. Now I'm back to doing what I enjoy doing, which is talking every day to my players. Making sure that you know they're prepared for academics once the school year kicks back up starts back up they're prepared for you know their nutrition training making sure that they're meeting with nutritionist Amy Bragg making sure they're meeting with athletic trainer Jeff Allen making sure they're meeting with all the people that they need to meet up with and then making sure that you know I'm speaking with David Ballou and Dr. Ray and they're practicing the social distancing that we're you know nobody's getting sick nobody's you know contracting the you know, coronavirus while we're working out that everybody's in full force there. And of course, Coach Saban, when he transitions to you know, those Zoom meetings, he can have all the position coaches, both coordinators, uh, Steve and of course, uh, Pete Golding in the room to where they can break down the system, they can break down formations, they can break down plays, and kind of have you know, everything up to snuff, everything to where it needs to be at. So, so this is kind of the, the beginning thing of, of getting players, of getting coaches, of getting, even you the fans, You know, back into the mindset of wanting football, desiring football, having football, and what makes this big For Baloo and Ray, just as as a kind of a serious point here is, this gives them the opportunity right now in mandatory workouts to show how much more they are advanced than one Scott Cochran. When the hire was made back in March to bring Baloo and Ray in here, both from Indiana, everybody was excited. They talked about these two guys are scientists. These two guys are the mad scientists, the Dexter's laboratory, the pinky and the brain, if you will. These two are building the perfect athlete, you know, perfect playmakers in the field. They're building terminators, you know. Alabama got the two for one deal from Walmart, you know. You lose, you know. You graduate uh, uh, Scott Cochran on, but you bring in two guys that are keen in the analytics, that are keen in the st- in the study, that are keen in you know, cutting down the injuries, but also pulling more productive play out of each individual athlete. So now, you know, in mandatory workouts, this is David Ballou's time to show that peak power, that pink, that that peak, that, uh, that peak strength, the peak performance in terms of the weight training. Here's Dr. Ray's time to show the uh, incredible speed training, the incredible flexibility, the incredible uh, injury prevention thing. So that's gonna be awesome as Bama in Phase 1. We take our first break here on the show, but before that, gotta remind you of Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes. That's Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes. If you use the code TDA Emily's, you get 10% off all orders over $30. Link will be found in the description. So, when we get back from the break, we entertain your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your questions, your concerns. Bring them in here after this.
1: Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: And we are back into the action, folks, from the break on a Wednesday hump day. Number one source for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's your time, Tide Nation. 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. We got our first caller of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? Oh, my name Lonzo Thomas. Uh, can you tell me? Uh, I mean, how Alabama defense is gonna be this year? Alabama's defense much improved this year, much improved, much better this year. I mean, uh, when you lose your two inside linebackers, the two um, uh, nuclei, the, the nucleus of your defense, the two most intelligent guys you know, on that team, when you discuss Dylan Moses and Joshua McMillan, when you look at communication, getting guys lined up, as well as being productive on the field, it's tough to you know, have two freshmen, and Shane Lee and Christian Harris immediately pick up. Now, both guys did well. Christian Harris really came on throughout the season. Shane Lee did some good things. But with uh, with Dylan Moses and McMillan back healthy, you know, guys back, pulling in a Charlie Strong, which was also really huge, and having a Freddie Roach in here on the defensive line, I think Bama defense is going to be very much so improved. What about the offense? Now, the offense, I mean, offense is going to be fantastic. You you got an offensive line that's the best in the country. You return three five-stars in Dickerson, Neal, and Alex Netherwood. You've got four guys that have played together with those three, including Deontay, Cornbread, Brown. Mac Jones is highly capable. Najee Harris has been training his butt off all offseason. He's ready to go. No, uh,
2: yeah, running back, I mean, uh, Halfin Harris, I mean, he don't. I mean, he did nothing last year, and I mean, I mean, I mean, he did real good. He rookie year. I mean, when they say we put him out there, and I mean, I feel like they're right here, but I mean, I mean, Alabama get back on this. I mean, a good defense, everything that we win some games. I mean, you don't think so? Say
0: one more time. I couldn't hear that last part.
2: Are you think? I mean, Alabama get back in that good defense. A good defense and a good running game.
0: I, you think they win some uh, win some game this year? Alabama will get, will get back. Bama will get back to the good defense. Coach Saban wants to run the football, so it'll be back to good defense. Saban's gonna go back to running the football. Okay, thank you, sir. Appreciate the call. There starting off the show here. Crimson Tide trying to have, Crimson Tide trying to have you know ball control, but also at the same time you know wanting to have that defense. I think the defense is going to be much better this year. I know people are panicking, but it was not all Pete Golding's fault. You had injuries in there. Players are back. You've got Charlie Strong in here, Freddie Roach in here. They know what they're doing. Alabama recruiting well on the defensive side of the football. I think Saban's got people right where he wants them at. But interesting enough. Calling topic here, John, as uh, how about these preseason award watching lists, huh? Mac Jones and Najee Harris. I mean, after seeing Patrick the second and Dylan Moses make it for the Chuck Benderek Award watching list, you've got Mac Jones, who's been named to the Davey O'Brien uh, Award watching list, the Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award watching list, and Najee Harris named to the Doak Walker Award watching list. Now, Davy O'Brien National Quarterback Award list. Bama has had no signal call to win this award. Could Mac Jones be first? Like I said, he's got a lot of potential, a lot of capability. We saw this past season when Tua went down. Offense did not miss a beat. Steve Sarkeesian completely trusted Mac Jones. Nick Saban completely trusted Mac Jones. Of a team around him, completely trusted Jones. You saw a young man that had, you know, over 300 yards passing against Auburn, against Michigan in the, uh, in the Citrus Bowl, played well. So, you know, Mac Jones has that firepower. And then for Najee Harris, Alabama had two guys to recently win the Doak Walker Award, Trent Richardson in 2011, Derrick Henry in 2015. Najee looks to be number three. But we got Waylon on the phone lines right now. Waylon, happy Wednesday to you. What's going on, buddy? Hey, 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 it's Wednesday down at TDA. How's everybody doing down at TDA on this Wednesday, Steven? Doing good, man. Derrick Henry got paid, thank goodness, the Tennessee Titans. They said, you know what? This was the guy. We appreciate Ryan Tanner here, don't get me wrong, but this was the guy that put us on his back and carried us into the postseason. Very happy that the Titans organization got the new deal done with Derrick Henry. Yeah,
2: Derek. He deserved that. You know, he's he led. Uh, you just look at the number. Just pull him up from last year. You know, the touchdowns, or the rushing yards. You know, uh, I mean, you know, he was just a beast. He was a beast at Alabama. I mean, you know, he was uh, one of the all time best there, and ranks in the top three, four, or five, in my opinion. But uh, you know, it's just uh, I'm proud for him, and maybe they'll, you know, they'll hang
0: on to him and.
2: That'd keep him locked in up at Tennessee, and uh, keep him close to keep him close to Sweet Home Alabama
0: State Absolutely, I mean, at, at at some point, Wayne, I would like to get me some Tennessee Titan tickets because I do want to go up there to, to Nissan Stadium and and watch Henry play. I mean, uh, th- th- this was a guy that last year, you know, eight one hundred yard games. He had four games of at least one hundred eighty yards. I mean. Th- There were moments where the Titans just knew, we give number 20 to the football, get out of his way, he is going to drag defenders up and down the field. So at some point in my career covering sports, I would love to get my hands on some Titan tickets and uh, maybe you and I, whether they can go see Derek play.
2: Yeah, I would be a big run up there to Tennessee and see him play. That's a nice stadium there. And, and and actually there to see and get go up there to get to see them play and uh, hello to everybody in the chat chat blowing up got fifty two in it but uh, you know I didn't have a phone for tonight but I'm gonna work on one for for Friday here I'm working on a couple got a couple going get so us popped up now out. wagon
0: get us popped up
2: ah well I had a short one there but I remember one time when you got uh, when you got a little wound up about uh, when uh, AJ made that mistake when he came off the field there you know and Coach Saban popped him on the butt. You remember that, you know? I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this. I said, roses are red, violets are blue. Steven M., you better stay tightened up on the podcast because I heard Coach Saving may sneak up and spank you. All right, everybody. I'll catch you all on Friday. Y'all have a good Thursday. Bye-bye, Steven.
0: Appreciate that, Wayne. And Nick Saban may come up and spank me. You, 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 know, you know what, John? I, I actually had a moment where... And I remember I was covering Alabama football. I was in uh, the Malmore facility doing a Saban press conference. And uh, I don't know which reporter this was, but somebody asked Coach Saban a question. And it got him so wound up that he threw his papers everywhere. One of the papers almost got me. (laughs) I had to duck out of the way. One of the papers almost got me. I th- he was he was about to reach for the water bottle, so I was about to seriously duck because I ain't trying to get hit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to get hit. I, I understand people like to. Get Saban wound up in a mid-season form to have one of those epic rants that he goes on. But I'm not one of those people. I just want to ask a common sense question. Maybe a thought-provoking one. Maybe get a nice little tear-jerking reaction from him if I can. I'm not trying to get the deer in the horse. That's not me. But uh, you know, a guy that was sitting, I guess, a couple of seats in front of me thought, this is my 15 minutes of fame. Let me round up Nick Saban. And sat there and asked the question. Man, Nick Blue was wigging everything, man. Just thank, 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 thank good Lord I did not get hit with the papers or the water bottle there. But we're going to go to a break here on the show, folks. Upon our return, we sit down with the man, the myth, the guy on the ground in terms of Alabama recruiting, Justin Smith, to talk about the new things going on in this 2021 class. And we'll talk about it after this.
1: Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide
0: all right folks rocking and rolling here on a wednesday hump day happy to have you all tuning in to the show in my own words with yours truly stephen m smith of touchdown alabama magazine be sure to give a like on the show thumbs up on the show and hit that subscribe button turning all of those notifications on so that you can have the best in coverage on your crimson tide but we hop on over to the in my own words hotline we pick up the boots on the ground the man In recruiting, nobody does it quite like Justin Smith of TDA. Justin, what's going on, man? Not
3: much,
0: Steven. Happy to have you on here, Justin. I know you are on that trail hard there, but first and foremost... How about Kendrick Blackshear, the four-star linebacker from Duncanville, Texas, giving his yes to the Crimson Tide in, form, in forms of a verbal commitment, the 12th verbal commitment for the Tide for 2021. And, you know, this young man, a natural thumper, a guy that's got good size, great athleticism, can play, can, uh, can shoot the gaps, can just be a full package type playmaker. Speak to us on Kendrick Blackshear and what he brings to the table.
3: Well, I think he brings a lot. You're looking at a 6'2", 230-pound player, a pretty impressive player with a muscle frame. He's built like a tank. He's a fully loaded tank, used to playing that traditional inside linebacker. He's really one of those old-school type of linebackers. He's used to playing that role of being an inside backer, so I think he will fit well into that position at the next level. This is a guy who has shown some versatility in the past as well being used as a edge rusher at times, but he really thrives at being an inside linebacker, took some took a lot of great angles as a sophomore, was able to lay some punishing hit. I also like the comfortableness he showed in pass coverage at the inside linebacker position, which is something you like to see out of any inside linebacker at the high school level, especially a kid that has that muscle frame that like Blackshear has. We're looking at a guy who stands at 6'2 and 230 pounds. So it's a great pickup for the Tide in the 2021 class. Of course, he joins the Tide's other linebacker commits. We're looking at Deontay Lawson, also Ian Jackson, and also Dallas Turner, who will most likely play outside linebacker in the Tide defense.
0: Now, Justin, you said this young man built like a tank here. So any former Crimson Tide player that with, with Blackshear's frame, does he remind you of right now?
3: Well, I think as far as, his, as far as his game, I think he reminds me of a Reuben Foster type in terms of bringing the fire, in terms of hitting guys but not really um having the most effective tackles. You saw Reuben Foster in high school. He was just lay the wood, not bring his arms, not make sure tackles. That is something that Blackshirt would definitely have to improve. He, he's built like a tank. He's ready to attack the football, and he's ready to lay some guys out. But, of course, you want to see guys bring their arms when they make tackles, make contact, bring your arms, and also roll, make nice form tackles and sure tackles in the open field but this guy is
0: built like a tank for sure folks if you're just tuning into the show we got the lead scouting and recruiting analyst justin smith of touchdown alabama magazine on the line here talking 2021 recruiting for the crimson tide and justin along with blackshear we're looking at tj ferguson a four-star offensive lineman now of course for the tide You've got two schools battling to try to get his commitment. When you look at Alabama, also the University of Georgia, what, what intrigues you about, about Ferguson? Because, you know, has got J.C. Latham. It's trying to land the Brockemeyer boys from Texas. But what what sets uh, Ferguson apart here on the offensive line?
3: I think this is aggressive offensive I mean, line. You see his film. You can tell that he really likes the – go one-on-one with guys and basically just embarrass guys. He likes to attack the defensive linemen and really likes to go one-on-one and take advantage and use his size. And as an offensive lineman, I think he is, his best position at the next level will be offensive guard. Of course, this is the guy that Alabama has been recruiting over the last couple of months. Georgia and Alabama is one of those battles that we always see throughout these recruiting cycles, the Georgia, the Georgia and Alabama battles, and this is definitely one of those. But he also has – um, Arkansas in his um, final list of schools as well. He also is looking at Arkansas. Going back to the fact that Arkansas's head coach now is a former offensive line coach at Georgia, which could have an impact on um, the Georgia Bulldogs recruiting um, Georgia Bulldogs recruiting Ferguson. I think it, had, it has had an impact on Georgia recruiting five-star offensive lineman on Marius Mims. Um, Pittman during his time at Georgia really made an impact when it comes to the offensive line position in recruiting those guys. I think Alabama is in a great position to to land Ferguson on this weekend. We just have to see if they are able to pull it off, and Georgia is definitely still in the mix as well.
0: With the job that guys like Ajahn Hall at wide receiver and Kane Williams have done on the recruiting trail and getting, you know, their teammates, their buddies, their friends to come to Alabama. It's put a lot on the mind of Jaquincy McKinstry, the uh, defensive back for the 2021 class. Of course, you of course I remember you telling me this is the most pure athlete that has come out of the state in quite some time here now McKinstry McKinstry said on Twitter that on Sunday he's dropping his top three list here where does Alabama stand in McKinstry's top three if you could speak to that right now
3: Well, I I still feel that Alabama is in a great position with McKintree. I predict that they will be in their top three. I still think this is an alabama Auburn battle with LSU and Clemson possibly pushing for that third spot. I think when he releases this top three, I think the biggest question will be who will be that third team, of course. I feel that Alabama arbor will most definitely be in it, but who will be the third team that's also battling with them? When you look at Clemson and um, also LSU, those are two things. Those are two teams I think that will make it make a big impact on what McKenzie's top three will be, and I think that will be the most intriguing part of his top three. Why he included that third team.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in to the show, we got the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Justin Smith, the boots on the ground. He is live here on the phone lines talking 2021 recruiting cycle. And Justin, another name here, defensive back, Jordan Hancock, another guy you're high on, another guy you like his tape, you like his film, you like what he brings. What? I mean, where do you see Jordan Hancock here?
3: Well, of course, he's um, decommitted from Clemson. He was a Clemson commit. Alabama was recruiting him hard before he um, committed to Clemson. I think they'll continue to recruit him. I think this is a guy that they really like, a versatile defensive back. But I think with him decommitting from Clemson and Alabama, being that player along with Ohio State, I think this is something to definitely pay attention to. I think the Tide's entire recruiting front when it comes to the defensive back position in the 2021 recruiting class is something – to look at now, you see that they have three defensive backs already verbally committed. But if you look at their board, it's filled with so many other defensive backs. You're looking at D. John Warren, the Juco cornerback, who dropped his top seven recently. He told me Alabama was in contact with them. Kamari Lasseter, four-star defensive back out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Jason Marshall, of course, the guy where Alabama is picking up momentum with by the day. It seems you also look at Quincy McKenzie, who I talked about earlier. You also look at Kyrie Jackson, another Juco defensive back. There are so many other defensive backs. on oh, Alabama's board also Terry Arnold, the Force on safety out of Florida. So I think it's pretty interesting which defensive backs Alabama will take in its 2021 recruiting cycle. I think they're in a great position. With defensive backs, I think they're going to have their picks to which guys they want to take.
0: Now, Justin, one of the one of the big, I guess, marquee reasons behind this this jump in the recruiting trail is going back to you know head coach Nick Saban was in the uh, was in the video that the players did in that fight against racial injustice. And the, the piece that Alex Netherwood wrote, of course, at the end of the piece, the entire team you know stood together and said, "All lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter." And it was, and I guess since that video, we have really seen more so of a spike and increase in Alabama in terms of the recruiting trail. How much? in your mind, has this video played a role for, you know, parents and these athletes where the families feel like, I can, trust my, I can trust my son to go play at Alabama. I can trust my son to go learn under one Nick Saban. How much did that video play a role in this?
3: Well, I think it, I think it has had its impacts because we all know the world that we are, living in today. I think that everyone has, a lot of brands have come out and spoke about, it. of course, Alabama football being a brand. It, it came out and um, stated its stance on the situation as well. I think that played a huge, I think he's going to play a huge role in the future, especially with Alabama pulling in guys. You probably won't see the impact when it comes to recruiting um, that much, but you definitely can see those parents are paying attention to that. You pay attention to the guys who were recruited in the tie 2020 recruiting class once the tie Made that statement. You saw a lot of those parents, of course, Malachi Moore's mom, um, Christian Story's mom as well, uh, speaking out, uh, speaking up, saying that they support Alabama and they really like the fact that Nick Saban and the top football team did that. So I definitely think it's something that speaks volume, especially with the current world that we live in.
0: He's Justin Smith, ladies and gentlemen, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown. Alabama Magazine joining us as he does so often to talk on 2021 recruiting, Alabama recruiting, what's going on with the tide on that trail. Justin, as always, we appreciate your time, your expertise, your knowledge, and what you do in covering scouting these young athletes. As always, take care, be safe, be good out there, buddy. You
3: have a good day, too.
0: Always awesome getting a chance to speak, you know, with Justin involving things on the recruiting trail for the Crimson Tide. But we're going to go to another break right here on the show. But upon our return, folks, we get back to the dialogue, your phone calls, your texts, your tweets, your chats, your thoughts, your viewpoints, your concerns about the Crimson Tide. We'll get to those right after this.
1: Men's in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: All right, Bama Nation, we are back in from the break on the Hottest Show on the Streets, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, I got the man John Ivory in the production studio. And it's your time once again, 205-448-1358. And I going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 205- 448-1358 but talk alabama football with yours truly but as you're getting your thoughts together right now in my own words fans given everything going on surrounding the global pandemic as a small business we rely on you the fans to keep us going the biggest way you can support us it is to be a subscriber to Touchdown Alabama magazine. Just $5.95 a month, and you can have the latest information on all things Alabama, an annual magazine, and also exceptional recruiting news from our own Justin Smith. We want you to be a part of our community. And being a subscriber is the biggest compliment that you can give to us. You can subscribe to Touchdown Alabama magazine by going to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Your support is much appreciated. So definitely want to see you guys going to touchdownalabama.com. Go to the site right now. Click uh, click join and be a part of a community, a family that's giving you the best news, notes, information, recruiting, whatever you want to talk about. If you want to know what time Nick Saban sneezed, we got it for you right here on. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. We actually have a question in the YouTube chat line. John, take it away.
1: Well, Anthony asked, uh, when they send a hard, will they send a hard copy of the magazine, or is it all electronic?
0: Well, you can actually get a hard copy of the magazine by uh, you, you can actually purchase hard copies of the magazine by going to the site, Anthony. The link is in the description, so you can get you a hard copy subscription of the other magazine by going to the side you know click and join right there that hard copy will be sent to your door uh, you can have that as a keepsake the link will be found in the description also if you go to the site as well touchdown alabama mag touchdownalabama.com excuse me there's also a, a spot there on the site to where you can click on whether you want to be you know monthly subscriber yearly subscriber in terms of the online content but everything you need to know in terms of how to get the information how to interact be involved on the site you check out the link in the description of the video it'll take you from point a to point b gets you right where you need to be at in terms of magazine coverage and coverage for tda but getting back into here the other interesting topic and that being former alabama defensive lineman brandon dederick huge news came out about him this week brandon dederick the native of Elizabethtown, kentucky was a high school superstar for the Panthers at Elizabethtown you know, High School. He came to the Crimson Tide in 2005 under head coach Mike Shula. I remember, funny story, true story. I remember this. We had Chris Rogers featured on the show, former Alabama defensive back Chris Rogers and the founder of Together Assisting People, Tap Inc., out of Birmingham. And Rogers Rogers was telling me about how it was uh, it was um, Dederick, he and uh, Eric Anders, they all came in that 2005 class. And Derek was the one that told the freshman class, look, we're not leaving here. We are not leaving Dusk and Lusa until we get three national championships. And by God, the brother was nearly prophetic because 2005 – he redshirted his initial freshman year. Alabama went 10-2 and that season. The defense was unbelievable. You know, the offense had some good moments, but the defense, that was unbelievable. And if not for a loss to LSU and a loss to Auburn, who knows that team could have went on to win, uh, play for and win. You know, a national championship that was 05. Of course, 08, Bama had a shot to you know, win a national championship. Unfortunately, it got to the SEC title game. It took on Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow and the Florida Gators. Just wasn't meant to be at that time but 2009 dedrick's words hit pay dirt as the tie had an undefeated perfect season 14 and 0 winning the sec championship and a bcs national title so brandon dedrick he wanted all three but he got one of uh, the three his career at alabama he ended up totaling uh 83 tackles throughout his period with the Crimson Tide at that nose tackle slash defensive end uh, position there for Alabama. After his playing career in college was over, Dedrick spent seven years in the NFL with the New England Patriots. He had time with the Houston Texans, had time with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. But before we continue the topic, we go to the phone lines right quick. where We pick up a call on a Wednesday. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Live on in my own words, what's going on? Hello. Live on the show caller. Oh, yeah. Uh how you doing, Stevens? Doing okay, doing okay.
2: Yeah, uh I wanna call uh you know, Alabama have great athletes, but I wanted to know do they really got the fire because last year they really didn't really show a lot of a lot of hunger and I want to make sure even though they got a lot of the great athletes where they progress this year.
0: Those guys will be progressing this year. They will progress this year. Alabama's recruited. recruited a lot of size in the 2020 class. They're continuing to recruit that size for 2021 but when you look at this current roster, there's a lot of size on this team and there's heart on this team just due to the fact that they saw what happened in the last two years, especially last year. When we don't pay attention, when we don't focus, when we don't do what the coaching staff requires of us to do, especially Nick Saban, those guys saw it. They saw it firsthand. Nick Saban's not blowing smoke. He's not just yelling at us just to yell at us. He's not yelling at us for his health. He's trying to get us how to play winning football on the field as well as being great young men and ambassadors of the program off the field. So those players saw when we don't handle big Business as a team, and everybody does their job, you lose football games. So, those guys going to be way more hungrier this year because they saw what happened last year when you don't pay attention. I
2: hope so, Stephen, because I, I work with a lot of Auburn fans, and they've just been giving me a hard time this whole the past year. I can't go through another season, you know, losing uh, to Auburn, and especially, you know, they let a uh, freshman quarterback. I think they was calling the man uh, picks or something, and, and and we just gave up all the some points, and we just can't let that happen. But um, thank you for taking my call and uh, uh, roll tight.
0: Appreciate the call right there, and, and and I and I feel your pain, man. My father's an Auburn fan, got a lot of uh, family members that roll with the Auburn Tigers. No offense against them at all. I accept Christmas gifts from all of them, but when you look at just, I mean, uh, this upcoming season. Uh, the hunger that these guys are going to have, it's going to be there because they, they know this is what happens when we do not pay attention. We are not successful, and these guys want to be successful, especially those that chose to come back, you know, for their senior seasons. But we got another call here in Q. You're live on the show. What's going on on a Wednesday?
4: What's going on, Steven? How you doing,
0: man? Man, I cannot complain, man. Doing well.
4: Man, first of all, I, I want to say, um, I, I picked up my subscription. Well worth it. Um, you know, for, for, for the amount that you guys are charging, you know, a lot of like, you know, it's probably the best recruiting information and, you know, the print magazine as well. Um, really good stuff, man. I, I definitely appreciate what you and Justin and everybody's doing. But, um, a question I have for you, um, was what, what percentage chance, uh, would you have right now of there being a football season? You know, on a, a, a zero to hundred scale, like do you think you, you know 50, 50 chance, or do you think it is leaning one way or the other?
0: Let's see here. Let's see here. My my projection for football season. I would I would go right now. I would go right now sixty forty with the sixty being on the side of Alabama having a season. I mean, I've talked to a, a couple of people. I talked to quite a few people thus far, and while there have been you know, cases, you know, of the coronavirus, nobody on Alabama's football program, nobody in other football programs, we have not seen a story where somebody's been, you know, hospitalized because of it. Now, I'm not saying don't take precautions, do take precautions, do wear your mask, do practice the social distancing, do do those things that, had, that, that we've been told to do. I'm just saying in terms of we've seen the cases, yes, but in terms of actual players, actual athletes uh, in the collegiate game for college football being hospitalized, we have seen nothing of the sorts about that. So because of that, that has me believing where some way, form or fashion, there's a shot to have a football season. Now, to me, this is what I would maybe do. I would have every player wear you know, those helmets that have the face guards on them, like those long visors. I know the Oakley Sports Shop is trying to get that done. So every player mandate them to have on the helmet with the visor. And then number two, you could do like periodic testing throughout the season. You can test players before the season, you know, test players during the season. And then on top of that, if you just have a fear for coaches 50 and older getting the virus, I would put Coach Saban, Coach Strong, Coach Sal Sanceri, Coach Charles Kelly. You know, all those guys 50 years and above, have them in the press box.
4: Those are some, some really good, really good suggestions. Yeah, I, I you know, I would think, you know, um, you know, I don't know everything about it. You know, the virus, I know it's, it's still, still very new. But um, you know, hopefully we have a season. You know, hopefully everybody stays safe as well. You know, just a really hard time, but definitely appreciate you answering my question.
0: No problem, then, man. Appreciate the call coming in there. Well, before we go to break, folks, just want to remind you. Uh, I just want to remind you, the fans, when you subscribe, subscribe right now. You subscribe, you get a copy of the magazine. So go ahead and subscribe right now. You subscribe, you get you a copy of Touchdown Alabama magazine. But upon our return, we will dive into one Christian Harris and why he is so excited to put on a show coming up in his sophomore season. Don't touch that down. We talk Christian Harris after this.
1: Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, people. Moving on up to the east side. Well, not the east side, but we're moving on with, with in my own words, the show of the streets, number one form of Crimson Tide football news, notes and information. Appreciating everybody for tuning in on today. As always, give a like on the show. Give a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. Turn on all of those notifications so that you can have the best news, notes and coverage on your Crimson Tide. But we look at one Christian Harris. Alabama sophomore, or rising sophomore, if can say sophomore now, sophomore linebacker Christian Harris. And uh, Batai started two freshman linebackers this past season. Started two guys, Shane Lee and Christian Harris. And, you know, Shane Lee had strong moments. He had good moments. He had productive moments. Stat-wise, great season the young man had. All he's got to do is get his speed in order, maybe drop a couple of pounds, but get that speed in order. Shane Lee is going to be just fine. Have all confidence in Shane Lee. But as as good as the moments that Shane Lee had, people were just drawn to Christian Harris. And for good reason. Each week, each game... Of 2019, Harris did something different. Whether he shot a gap here, whether he knocked a running back backwards, whether he recovered a fumble, whether he forced a fumble, Christian Harris did something different every single week. And fans were like, okay, okay, like this kid, okay, love this dude. The moment he locks on, he is going to be. Uber scary, that being Christian Harris. People really enjoy it with the young man from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, did. His freshman year, he put up some, some some he put up some great numbers here. 63 tackles a season ago, you no know, seven and a half tackles for a loss. Not only was he among the team leaders, he led all SEC freshman defenders in that category. We're looking at five quarterback hurries, one pass breakup, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries in those matchups he played in last year. We're looking at a Freshman All SEC player and a freshman All American player, according to USA Today and ESPN. So the young man was the real deal. But what's awesome is, as good as he was his past year, with the return of Dylan Moses, the other Baton Rouge Louisiana native at middle linebacker, Christian Harris can sink back into his natural position of weak side linebacker and just go hunt the football. Play coverage, sideline side sideline. Side Go curl to flat, knock somebody's face off, you know, create some interceptions if he can. Just really sit back in the coverage and be that true weak side backer. This was a young man that in high school, university lab school, he played wide receiver, he played safety, he also returned kicks and punts. So this was a guy. Very natural feel for the ball in his hands in space. He's got a knack for playing quick. He's got a knack for ball skills. He's got a knack for just wanting to be on the field and making plays. Coach Saban called him a very conscientious guy. He wants to do the right thing. He wants to make the right play. He wants to be properly prepared. This was somebody that last year, he was so nervous about just wanting to do the right thing, uh, he started to kind of shake at times, and teammates had to kind of calm him down and go, you good, Christian, you good. You've been playing football your whole life. You've been balling your whole life. Just go out there and do what you know how to do. So, had a strong season this past year. But this season, he's excited. And he decided to send. Tight Nation, a little message here on Twitter this week. He posted a video, a little highlight video, a little one-minute video of all of his big plays. And when you watch this video, it's like this dude is the Terminator out there. He's flying through gaps. He's knocking guys over. He's making big tackles. He's forcing fumbles, recovering fumbles. He's just looking like he's having the time of his life out there, having fun on the football field. So, Just seeing this video, it gets me excited. Seeing this video, it gets me prepared. Seeing this video, it has me crossing all 10 fingers and all 10 toes for a football season because he's one of those guys. Christian Harris, along with Jordan Battle, Christian Barmore. No, There are a number of guys that I myself, you of course as fans, but I myself just want to see play this season and just go off and Christian Harris one of those guys when you look back at you know last season and and you watched him play you just immediately picked off. you picked out the quickness uh you picked out the athleticism uh you picked out the head hunter mentality you picked out he had no fear even though he was young Even though he didn't quite know the defensive plays and he was being coached up by Pete Golding and Nick Saban week by week, Christian Harris had no fear. He had no problem shooting through two offensive linemen and nailing a running back in the backfield. Like He had no problem shooting through offensive linemen, and harassing quarterbacks. Like, he had no problem sticking his nose in there and just making tackles at 6'2", 244 pounds. Like, there were moments where you saw Christian Harris sandwiched up against big bodies like Brian Ray and Christian Barmore and DJ Dale and all these big bodies on the field, and you saw little Christian Harris come out of the pile with the tackle. And you saw Christian Harris come out of the pile with the fumble recover. You saw Christian Harris come out of the pile with him forcing the fumble. So, so the, the young man has no fear. He has no fear. He plays with technique. He plays with tenacity. He plays with fire. He plays with flair. He plays with a whole bunch of fun and attitude to him. And just having a Dylan Moses back to where, you know, Christian Harris doesn't have to handle all the calls. He can just sit back and go, see ball. Get ball, play in coverage, create turnovers, make hits, fly around the field and do what I enjoy doing, which is knocking people out. So I'm I'm very excited. I mean, Shanley had a good freshman year. He did. And I'm expecting to see him, you know, make leaps and bounds of improvement this year with one Dr. Matt Ray, getting him on the speed training things, if he hasn't done so already. I believe Dr. Ray has has been doing that right now. But Shane Lee will have big improvements this year. But just watching to see, you know, what Harris does. Watching to see how he attacks the football. Watching to see what will be his next jump. Could he be maybe a first team all SEC guy this year? Could he be, you know, maybe a first team all American guy this year? No, can he be someone that, you know, at the end of the year, you know, Coach Saban and players are looking at him as one of the players of the year for the team, as one of the players of the year on the roster, as one of the players that, you know, because of him, you know, we got the chance to you know, push for you know an SEC title and win that and compete for you know, the College Football Playoff National Championship and win that. So definitely on pins and needles, ready to see my man Christian Harris take this field and do some big-time things here. But folks, you want to know the best news notes, or you want to have, as I should say, the best news notes, information and coverage on the tie. It's very easy, very simple to access this. Uh, you get this by going to the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app, uh, you can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For all for all of your audio listening needs, we have you covered here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play. Tune in radio, overcast.fm, and iHeartRadio. We have you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will be back on Friday continuing the talk of Alabama football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine right now. You can do this right now. Have those sent to your door. Link will be in the description. And also, upon you subscribing, you can get a free copy of Touchdown alabama magazine upon you subscribing so until next time folks husbands love your wives wives appreciate value those husbands children do those things legitimately now to not be bored get those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day protect yourself protect the loved ones around you until next time folks it's been in my own words